Hoping for to be pleasantly surprised, and we weren't. Hello, greetings, and good day. My name is Keith Gala, and welcome to That Was Great, Wasn't It? Each week, I'll be joined by my friends, both old and new, to reminisce on our youth via the nostalgic power of Saturday morning cartoons. We'll be revisiting shows from the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. Some are classics, some are classical air quotes, but all without us pondering the same philosophical conundrum. That was great, wasn't it? Season 1, we're breaking down Pro Stars. Pro Stars was part of NBC's 1991 Saturday morning lineup and featured real and fictionalized versions of three all-time greats, Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky, doing their best to stop bad guys, inspire the youth, and protect the environment? Hmm, okay. Joining me this week is my friend Paul Chomo. Paul's an avid supporter of the Independent Podcasts, and having him hang out for our inaugural season meant a lot. Paul has his own brand new podcast due out in early summer called The Vast, a show about pirates and all piratey type of things. Probably not that pirate booty popcorn, but you never know. It probably could be. I'm sure there'll be a voting forecast or two will fit perfectly in there. Most importantly, Paul skipped watching a major pickleball rivalry game to sit back crack open a few LaCroix and Campbell soups and watch an episode of Pro Stars with me. There's a link to the episode in the show notes if you want to play along at home. And until then, it's game time. All right, excellent. We are good. We are good to go, which is good because the episode's already started. (laughs) And uh, man, I tell you what, it. uh... Paul, welcome to the show, first of all. Hello, thank you. And also, it, I'm very excited because this is episode 12 of our very first season of That Was Great, Wasn't It? Which means I've only got one more episode left after this. And then, technically, I'm done. Um, you're done I do, with this, with this particular Saturday morning cartoon, you're done. Yes, yes. The uh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'll be let off the hook. I'm actually going to do a 14th episode just to recap pretty much everything that we've gone over. Uh, I mean, there's so much stuff we have. Uh, we, we got the name of the series MVP. Uh, we'll unveil the full Pro Stars Unlimited lineup. Go over everything that Bo knows or doesn't know in some cases. <laughs> sure. Because there's a few things he doesn't know. And, uh, you know, uh, also, you know, we're going to have to hook up the genuine, real, electro-algorithmic, total numerical efficiency sorting system a.k.a. the greatness meter, and figure out what the overall rating of this show is. Um, So I'm going to put everybody's overall ratings in completely and get myself one final number. Yeah, I'm going to guess it'll be pretty low. Well, (laughs) I, you know... um, Because when you said that 
when you said you were done, I thought you were, I didn't know if you meant you were done with this particular Saturday morning cartoon or whether you were just done with podcasting, like you're going to sell your microphone and, and take up woodworking. Well, see, Paul, right there, we're podcasters, so we can never actually be done. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, that's true. No, we'll be, I'll, well, I'll be done with this. And um, part of the reason we'll be done with this is uh, because in a couple of weeks, pop up film cast will be coming back in all of oh. its amazing glory oh excellent um, yeah we've uh we've oh man a lot of, we had to facilitate um a lot of uh like the the shipping issues that that they've been having um the witches of fate ran in some trouble <laughs> getting movies into the box it's, it's slowly been filling back up um so we had some issues with that uh, now cost of gas going up may have me go back to the negotiating table again but <laughs> uh we will be back for a uh for a nice little summer run so i'm glad i can announce that today nice um we'll be doing about a uh, eight week run checking out some great summer blockbusters over there pop-up film cast and then we'll you know season two of this will come back around and i'm narrowing it down um i'm i'm picking out something that uh maybe more manageable than this one um, and something that by like three episodes and I'm like, what the hell did I sign up for? <laughs> Especially when, uh, you know, Paul, much like now, Paul, I told you in addition <laughs> episode 12, because, uh, this one's called clockwork's catastrophe and it's going to bring back clockwork de la Ronge from our very first episode. And, yes. and so I suggested you watch a second one just so you'd be familiar with him. Most people, I think Dave Champa might be the only one who, who also watched like two other episodes in, in addition to his everyone else has watched one i've mainlined these <laughs> 13 episodes over a couple weeks and boy i tell you um the pro stars was never meant to be watched this way um in fact I... look in fact i keep folks i keep telling you i found a website it explains that these 13 episodes re-aired uh, from original run in 1991 all the way until 1998. And I think that's how it was meant to be, where you watch one or two episodes every year. Uh, actually, you watch one in fall, one in spring, and you spread it out over like the s- seven years, and you'd be good. I I don't think it can be overstated how how bad this cartoon is. I, I Okay, I literally had to the episode we're going to talk about today i had to watch it in five minute increments Mm -hmm. i was telling my wife that when you you watch five minutes of this cartoon it feels like a half hour has gone by so i i did that in the beginning i'd watch about half and i'd be like okay i have to do something else for a while but the further i got into it it was just like all right press play let's go pausing (laughs) for notes uh, checking what the closed captioning says because <laughs> it does get a little dicey when mom starts talking and just you know, going through the whole thing. And again, I don't think it was meant to be watched this way. No. And uh, as I've been going through and trying to decide on season two, uh, I can guarantee you hammer man is not going to be it. <laughs> um, but I, I guess I have, I'm, I've narrowed it down in one or two, not narrow down to one thing, I, two things possibly, but uh, yeah. So after pop up, we'll be back uh, with more of this. So I'm not giving it up. I'm just about done with this 
specific series. I, I can understand needing a break from this for a while and then coming back to it. Yeah, and this is one of those, again, I always thought that I saw all these things because Chicago in the 90s. Sure. Um, but yet, no, I was never around on Saturday mornings for this. I was, and and thus my mistake. So, yeah. <laughs> Episodes of this cartoon physically hurt. Yeah, yeah, I think, <laughs> yes, that could be said. I, my, my brain may have taken some damage over the last few weeks. It, it is... <laughs> There's real tangible pain that comes from watching yeah. episodes of this show. I'm in the concussion protocol now from just watching a show. <laughs> I'm having the same type of uh, symptoms of being foggy headed and can't focus. Oh, yeah. and Keith, what's going on? I watch a lot of pro stars. <laughs> I mean, you combine that in with also watching the monsters uh, on our monster hunter show. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, I can't watch anything that's within the last 30 years. It's just not possible. I have to watch everything that's 30 years or older. Wow. Well, I mean, going going from this to the Munsters, I mean, it's got to feel like you're watching, you know, Masterpiece Theater oh, uh, when be, you're watching oh, the Munsters. You, you haven't watched the Munsters in a while. I, I guess saying. not. Yeah. <laughs> but, folks, you can check that out every Monday, myself. Uh, my co-host with the most unpopular film cast, Derek, and uh, our uh, our other friend Terry Vicroy uh, from Run the Real, we have uh, combined in, and uh, we're watching the Monsters and in Monster Mondays. You can check it out. Uh, in fact, it, I think is I think this has been brought up one other time on here on an episode of Pop Up. We were talking about uh, something, and it led us to talk about Turbo Teen which was a cartoon about a kid who him and his car, they smashed in like a chemical plant and he is then kind of made to where him and his car are one and he can like transform back and forth. Not like a transformer robot, but like this weird mutation thing. And it's very creepy to see like him turn into the car. Um, you can mm. find there's a, there's a gif for it or gif, whatever you want to pronounce it. And it, and it's, and it's very, very creepy. Uh, especially when his back end expands out to to be the back of the car, but not every episode that of that can even be found. Like there's some that they're just like, yeah, they they've been lost to the the universe. Um, because that's what originally we we're gonna do, and since that didn't work out, we moved on to the monsters. And I was like, well, I'm gonna take up the cartoon thing, and I'll find something that's even crazier than a kid turning into a car. And that's. Right. Michael Jack, oh, Michael Jackson. Wow, uh, that really would change things. Um, he's got a whole different way to help the children. Uh, Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky. You know, stopping bad guys yeah. and and doing it in their own way. And this episode, folks, it's it's going to be unique, uh, really for one main reason, and that is because of the fact in the previous eleven episodes, only one bad guy has ever gotten away, and that's Professor Clockwork De Larange. And he is back, and this time uh, he had a beef with Major League Baseball before because he could never play center field, and so he wanted to like ruin baseball. <laughs> and and now though he seems to be upset with with hockey. Yes, um, I'm assuming if this went into another season, he would have gotten out of jail, and they would have gone after a basketball related thing. Um, and we are going to. Uh, 
I'm going to take a further dive into the, the full episode overall. Uh, now, Paul, I, when I originally set up that I started sending out the Twitter account for this and everything, you came back. You're like, awesome. A Saturday morning cartoon show. I accused you of being sarcastic, <laughs> um, which I don't think was too far off from thinking that people might think I'm being sarcastic uh, <laughs> by by doing something like this. I, but you seem you were a big Saturday morning cartoon person, correct? Yes. Now, by the time this cartoon was on Saturday mornings, it was I was you know a little uh, a little bit older. Really, wasn't watching that many. Uh, Saturday morning cartoons anymore, and they were kind of going away by 1991. Anyway, they were they were sort of they were dwindling down. Like I grew up in the in the late 70s and 80s, and I feel like I lived in the in the golden age of Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, Very much so. Yeah. So this was a little after my time, but not a whole lot. Yeah, and th- and again, you mentioned a good point again, and I'll just remind people: this is the last year that. NBC actually did Saturday morning cartoons before they switched over to uh, teen NBC, which had a couple cartoons, but was more like saved by the bell type shows and things for the, you know, the, you know, the early teen crowd. Yeah. And like more educational content, like Bill Nye, the science guy and yeah, just live action sort of educational programming. And- Kids who didn't have a license yet. So on Saturday morning, they couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So stuck at home, so they would watch. They would watch some stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Clockwork, I mentioned he's this. He's the f- the first and only villain that that got away in those first uh, few episodes. And I figured uh, this week we would we would take a quick. Oh, actually, I forgot that. What so? What is uh, what is one of your all time favorite? Like, what are a couple of your all time favorites? Saturday morning Ooh. cartoons. Gosh, I feel like again. I think you're you're. You're slightly older than I am, so you may have some other ones that you really dig. Yeah, yeah. Maybe past my, or like just before I was like really into remembering what shows they were. Sure. So I think a typical Saturday morning for me would have been to wake up and get some breakfast and watch Justice League. Mm-hmm. And then... Probably what would else? What else would I You're watch? Like the uh, like Super Friends type stuff. Yeah, the Super Friends type okay, stuff. Yeah, one and twin then, powers um, activating all that good stuff. Yes, that. And then I would eventually wind up watching maybe some Looney Tunes. Um, and then at twelve o'clock, pro wrestling came on, mm-hmm. and at one o'clock in the afternoon, the uh, TV station out of Miami had Creature Features, so we'd watch a Godzilla movie. But it was basically like. The Super Friends and uh, Looney Tunes, and those were like the staples. And then, uh, like He Man was good, uh, Masters of the Universe. What? See, now I'm trying to think of all these cartoons I used to watch, and I can't think of any of them. There's, uh, there's a lot. There is. A there's lot. a lot. Yeah, yeah. My sister would watch the Smurfs. I hated that. You were more of a Snorks guy, weren't you? Yeah, I was one of the, I was one of those snorks guys. Yeah, it's I, I I'll be honest. In researching shows to do for, for you know, even just this first season and beyond, and like figuring out like how, like how to go about doing all this. Like, there's an endless amount of these shows that are all on. They're either on the borderline of ridiculousness or past it. They're, they're none of them are below it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. <laughs> 
And yeah, you know, I've I've mentioned before that the original name for the show was supposed to be called Punching the Shark. And <laughs> I, I like was gonna that. I was gonna do the Mr. T cartoon, but then uh Tubi took it off of their their lineup and you could only find it for uh to buy on like YouTube and on um on Amazon. And I really wouldn't have a good way to to share that with anybody to watch right along with. But in episode yeah. one, he punches a shark. And I was like, that's the that's the level of ridiculousness we're starting at is somebody punches a shark. <laughs> uh, and Pro Stars actually was going to be like a season two type thing for that. So we just bumped it up a little bit. We, uh, you know, we're going to skip the shark and everything. And we're going to go right to this show that I thought I vividly remembered. Yeah. Um, but I was not prepared for not the likes of say uh today's guy we'll be talking about again professor clockwork de la range and i do uh, like it when they they put a little extra you know a little joke in there for the parents like i will give them credit for that yeah that's gonna go over a little kid's head but parents who've watched some movies are gonna be like ah, i see what they did there mm-hmm. i don't know how i mean they're not going too far over people's heads um <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, we get a uh, a pirate supervillain named Short John Silver, <laughs> and he's like dressed in khakis and a golf shirt. Um, Doctor Loeb, he is still the, the crazy one with his the purbots and uh, his weird vein thing in the middle of his head. <laughs> sure. Um, he he may be the craziest of the villains that they had here. Um, the evil Carlotta with um. You know, the guys that she hired to be uh, ghosts, uh, as well as having a robot dragon. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Iceman Cuso. Favorite name of all the villains. Iceman <laughs> Cuso. Uh, but she was an unscrupulous real estate developer. And and which is basically just it was Lex Luthor and all the original Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Was, he was always trying to have some kind of like real estate deal. That he was trying to do, and so that's just a, a similar thing there. Uh, Captain Nemo Impanima again, fantastic, uh, weird voice to him as he and, and he was always invisible. Uh, Polly Sludger, the corrupt businessman trying to dump his toxic waste underneath a, a co op building. That's yeah. Boo. yeah, that was kind of a, one of the more lame ones, uh, yeah. there. Uh, Gargantus, who's the leader of a, of a uh, very Mad Max style motorcycle gang in Australia. Uh, that was an interesting one. Now, uh, my personal favorite of the entire season so our Rattlesnake Rick. Sure. Uh, he's, he, hey, he was trying to, uh, steal a ranch from, uh, a young kid and his dad because there was oil, uh, underneath it. And they didn't know at the time. So he was trying to steal it from him. Uh, oh, there's uh, Doug. He's the leader of the Pontiac Hoods, which is a uh, cheap shot tactic basketball team. So I assume the Pontiac Hoods and the Detroit Pistons. That's pretty, probably much. Hey, you know. hang on. But I, his name is Doug. It's just Doug. Yeah, he doesn't have any other name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, there's um, a real rogues gallery of villains for the pro stars exactly uh we get the king who's oh, we're uh, not done yet well he's run he's running things in new york um he gets all the runaways to come 
pickpocket for him. And then we get back to uh, our good friend Clockwork De La Range in uh, our episode today, <clears throat> which again is Clockwork Catastrophe. This time he has come to steal the famous Stanley Cup uh, and, and a lot of other hijinks will ensue. And we are going to get to that. But first, um, Paul, as you know, as being a fan, uh, I have to pay some bills and thus I have a sponsor. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so we have a brand new sponsor for the show this week. It's been great. We've been getting a ton of them. Uh, I think we have about eight sponsors over 12 episodes. It's been great. Uh, I can highly recommend and endorse this one. They are a real game changer when it comes to feeling comfortable uh, downstairs all day long. Junk drawers is a high end <laughs> pile of patent pending proprietary packaging for your manhood. Are you too warm? They can cool you down. Are you too cold? They can warm you up. Your significant other too. Wink, wink. Are you sweaty? They can keep you dry down there. One of the junk drawers testing labs was set up specifically in Florida. I'd uh, help them solve the swamp butt level of uh, humid sweats down there. Wow. Yeah. You got bladder problems? They can. Well, never mind. You're on your own for that one. <laughs> oh, no. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would no. you do that to me? Uh, well, hey. They they try. They, they I'm sure in the future they'll come up with something to help with that. Uh, but, Paul, don't go getting them confused with one of our other sponsors, Junk Drawer, the monthly subscription box curated from actual junk drawers. Well, okay, not these junk drawers that we're talking about now. More ones like the ones your grandma had. But, okay, oh, again, boy. not talking about the drawers <laughs> that uh, for your junk or... Not not filled. They're just drawers filled with old junk. And, oh God, uh, not not your grandma, or maybe rather your grandma's old junk, your grandpa's old junk. Just just <laughs> random junk. Look, not that there's anything wrong with that lifestyle if your grandparents are into that. But uh, oh God, you know what? Never mind. Completely completely off track. It's okay. Hey, yeah, it's fine. It's it, yeah. To quote it? Chad, it's 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 fine. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. You could just edit that out. No, we, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, if you want your junk to feel good, put some junk drawers in your underwear drawer. Oh. Mention that was great, wasn't it? Uh, when you order and receive a coupon for a free dessert. Wow. That is, I might take advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. What you cannot see is that I have an industrial sized air conditioner pointed directly at my wedding tackle right now. So uh, that's at, at your what? At my wedding tackle. Why? Okay, that's a new term. <laughs> so, yeah, it, the 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 uh, microphone picks it up, and I have to filter it out in post production. But I mean, just you know, some new underwear probably would fix that problem. Yeah, yeah, some some ones that have a ton of patent pending proprietary, uh, you know, packaging for yeah. for your stuff. It's for a struggle. Package. It's a struggle. I it, older I get, the more warm I am down there, <laughs> and uh, and it's annoying at times. Yeah. Yeah, you get the old bat wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want nothing to do with that. And uh, so, yeah, it's look great sponsor, <laughs> but please also still support junk drawers and uh, get your monthly subscription box to random junk taken from actual junk drawers, yeah. not the underwear. Because <laughs> that'd be weird to see junk those in somebody's underwear. That's really disgusting. Anyway, anyway, I'm going to go round in circles here yet again. Uh, let's jump into. Uh, into our episode here. 
episode 12. Uh, now, Paul, at the end of this, I just want you to uh, remember, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. At the end, I uh, would like to get a rating for you, a 1 to 10 scale in uh, whatever rating level or whatever scale you're you're going off of. Also, mm-hmm. I'll ask you for an MVP. That's EMVP, the episode's most valuable person. Uh, and then uh, at the end of the season, we're going to give a series MVP. And also, uh, organically in the season only, what other athlete would you make a pro star? <clears throat> All right. I'm prepared. We've, uh, we've been developing a, much like Justice League Unlimited, we're developing a pro stars unlimited lineup. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm prepared. Let's go. So we get the uh, that great, amazing theme song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the extremely recycled clips. I mean, look, this is Jordan. It's Wayne Gretzky. So Jackson, I don't know how I never addressed this before, but how could you only go with the same three highlights over and over again for an entire season? Like they just <laughs> show the same things over and like these guys well, have endless, endless things going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now they just went, they, they put one together and said, Nope, that's the introduction. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much because after, I think it's after episode two, they just stick with Bono's cartoons. Yeah. And don't worry, Pro Star is on the way. Yeah. And then this yeah. is, mm-hmm, I just, that's the one that's stuck in all of his mm-hmm. takes. Uh, and then we get Bo and Wayne. They do a quick little intro of who they are. And then we get another one of the random three or four episodes where Michael just comes back and says, don't worry, Pro Star is on the way. Now we know from a previous episode that he did record one other thing saying Pro Star is for the children, but they didn't bother to ever use it the second time. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Wayne chimes in. He goes, today's show is horrific. I don't think horrific is that crazy as a word, but Bo says, nice word, Mr. Dictionary. And and by the way, rolls his eyes like the biggest oh. eye roll you've ever seen in your life. and says, okay, Mr. Dictionary. I Which think I, Bo was like the. I think they sat them in rooms, had them record all of this at one time, and by this episode, he was thoroughly done. He was over it. Um, yeah. Wayne comes back and he goes, "I can't believe someone's going to steal the Stanley Cup." And Bo is like, "Just watch the show." Yeah, he's done. <laughs> he's <clears throat> it's episode twelve. He's the, yeah, like you said, they were recording all these mm-hmm. lines in one day. They got to episode twelve, and he was he was finished. Yeah. Now, I was going to say, I, I have in my notes, he has zero patience for Wayne Gretzky, but I think actually he had zero patience for, for uh, you know, voiceover work. I think he was done. Anyway, uh, so we open into Mom's Gym like we always do. 12 episodes in, we never find out how they got together. Why does Mom have the special gym, any of this? But the video monitor starts playing. Um, MJ thinks it's interesting because it's a live feed and not a video. Now, I thought in previous episodes that the kids were video conferencing them, but I guess all of these were like videotaped or video disc messages. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The video introduces Minnie. Uh, Thank you very much. And she needs Maxi help right away. (laughs) And Bo's like, man, she seems familiar. Seems like the girl responds to him, which happens other times where whoever they're talking to in the video responds back. She explains that, no, she's not normally a computer. She's more well-rounded. 
uh, her grandma was supposed to come mini sit her. And Bo's like, I recognize that weight room. And if you if you look close enough, it does say Mom's Juice Bar behind her. Like very like you can you can make out it's like you see part of the M and then the oh. O and M and Mom's Juice Bar. Uh, Minnie then is like, here, check out this video. So she's playing a video within the video. Uh, we see somebody walking down the street, but before we can really tell who, a guy with wings swoops in and grabs her up. Bo knows trouble, and whoever that lady is, is in it bad. <laughs> right. Uh, and then Wayne says she's also out of focus. Bad camera work. And yeah. he's a, a real bum tone about it, like, oh, bad camera work. Yeah, never mind that there's somebody just getting kidnapped on camera. Mm-hmm. He's got to go ahead and roast her camera work. By the way, I've watched 11 straight episodes of this now. I can tell who that is even if it's blurry. Okay, folks? <laughs> and I think all of you can if you're playing along properly at home. Yes. Uh, the bank of lockers swing open in walks Minnie. She's got this crazy looking like selfie camera rig set up. It's like kind of like crane thing. And so they can, you know, see, you know, you know, what's going, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it looks like it's also he- heavy and would be like a pain to like walk around with. Yeah. Well, I mean, world's first, gro- world's first GoPro. Yeah. He was a visionary. Uh, and MJ is, uh, he's not paying attention to her walking in, but he's in, in the conversation. He's like, uh, uh, with a video head cam like that, you're either a young genius or, and Wayne goes, a very complex dresser. MJ asks her if she saw who took her grandma, but Minnie was too scared. So he calls up Denise, uh, who is mom's assistant. I don't know if she's actually mom's daughter or not, but you know, still a little confused on that one. Uh, to bring the digitizing the digitalizing re- imager program down. Right. Uh, again, it's obvious even with blurry who the lady is, but you know, we need some drama here in, in the last episodes. Right. And the di- dig- digitalizing, that's really hard to say. Digitalizing re-imager program is launched by pressing four gigantic ye- yellow buttons on a panel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And if you press them in the wrong order, it probably just like turns the ceiling fan on. Or, uh, probably something worse. I'm gonna guess in the ceiling fan, but <laughs> turns uh, the heat up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Denise walks in and she immediately recognizes Minnie and vice versa. Minnie explains the thing flew down and grabbed Grandma, Mom. For Bo and MJ, it finally clicks in. Denise also throws it uh, in that her and Minnie are cousins. I don't know if it matters that we know that about Denise, but. Uh, Minnie grabs a bat and she is ready to go. Yeah. Like she, she is angry, ready. She wants to go get whoever stole mom. Yes. She picks up the bat and she says, I'm going to take this bat and, and somebody interrupts her. And I think the rest of her sentence was, uh, I'm going to take this bat and shove it up his ass or something I, along those I, lines. I thought maybe, uh, you know, going to the kneecaps, but shoving up the ass also, especially I when thought, she then hits that button and the helicopter blade pops out. Yeah. That would really be crazy if she said shove it up his ass and then did that. <laughs> also, is there no childproofing on this stuff? I mean, that seems like something that people well, get in trouble with. Yeah, and, and the other thing that I noticed was she wasn't really going that fast. So, you know, maybe when you're a thief, few feet off of the ground just maybe let go of the bat like you don't have to commit to being carried off into the atmosphere just because you're holding the bat you can you let go you don't say oh sorry nice to meet you as she, <laughs> it was nice to meet you as she goes flying out 
yeah, yeah. there was a chance there to maybe not let that happen. Uh, Denise tosses the pro bros some jetpacks. Uh, by the way, that is not my term. They call themselves that all the time. And away they go. Bo, for some reason, awkwardly crashes through the wall. Yeah, Bo does not know physics. Yeah. Bo does not know how to control his trajectory, and he creates a bow-shaped hole in the wall. Well, with those shoulders compared to the rest of the size of his body, I'm sure it, it takes a little bit of getting used to when you're in the air. Yeah, maybe the aerodynamics are a little bit different for, for Bo Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Denise then, uh, not Denise, uh, Minnie loses her grip. She starts to fall back to Earth. MJ and Bo are right there to grab her up. Wayne runs out of gas and he falls, but he lands on a bike that's passing by. Sure. And then they make some really weird noises. There's <laughs> yeah. like a, it goes from like a, ah, ah, like you would think, oh, he hurt himself too. Uh, so I don't know if you noticed or not, and maybe he's a recurring character and I don't yes. know what his name is, but uh, I believe he landed on 90s music star, Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> And as they were in the dumpster, Bobby McFerrin was, you know, he got the inspiration for a new song, and that's where the noises came from. Uh, that is very much possible. That's the, I, I, now I can't not think of that. Um, <laughs> when he pops up in the dumpster and he's like, oh, thankful for this bike, but he wonders where it came from. And that's when the neighbor pops up. That's all we know. This guy's the neighbor. And the in neighbor, every episode, okay. something happens to him based on the pro stars, uh, gadgets or something always goes wrong. Yep. Even when he went to the Himalayas, they still found him there and made him fall down the mountain. <laughs> but no. in this one, he actually looks super pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's and, he's heated. And he goes... He's had enough of these guys. Exactly. He's like, don't ask. Now, <laughs> super cool thing that they missed out on in all of this was make him a villain at some point in time. Oh. Holy crap. Oh, man. I want to do, uh, do a live action movie of this where it turns out that the neighbor ends up being a, a villain at the end. Mm, that would be it, so cool. Much <laughs> like when Scrappy Doo ends up being the bad guy in the Scooby Doo movie. Yeah. That's oh, if only this could have, could have gone into a second uh, season. Oh man, I may have to do some fan fiction. Uh <laughs> all right, so Bo and MJ they fly Minnie back into the gym. Wayne climbs up through the window, probably could just use the door. Sure. Denise has cleared up the video. Mom, we can now tell it's her officially. She's yelling at someone. Yeah. Let me go, you evil fanny slapper. I mean, granny napper. <laughs> now, look, I just want to go back real quick to where they come back through the window. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I shouldn't expect continuity from, you know, a very poorly produced <laughs> and written cartoon. H however, that big bow-shaped hole in the wall is completely, completely repaired. Like nothing ever happened. Like Denise does quick work. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I was writing, I would have had a bow enter the building exactly through the hole he created, like with that, his arms and, and legs outstretched and just exactly through the hole. We are already thinking of better ideas than, than these <laughs> guys did. And and as far as Wayne Gretzky's jet pack uh, running out of fuel, boy, it's a good thing that the only time that happens in this in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not going to be foreshadowing. No. Um. Mom, a lot of times she does this thing, and I'm okay. So first of all, she does this, and Clockwork uh, De La Range does this quite a bit as well, where they say the wrong thing, and then they have to say two or three things in order to get the right word out. I'm really surprised the two of them didn't fall in love or something during this episode. <laughs> That's kind of I was kind of thinking that maybe like it was going to turn out that you know Clockwork was going to end up being 
like he was going to give up his evil ways because him and mom fell in love because they flirted with each other quite a bit. Uh, let me let me ask you something about about mom. Yeah. So she's a very, very, very stereotypical uh, northeastern U.S. probably Jewish person. She is. Yes. Did you at any point in this show like get uncomfortable with that? Like maybe should I should I be offended? Uh, in uh, episode three with Doctor Loeb and the Purbots, there is yeah. a couple times she says something, and I'm like, I don't know what she said. <laughs> Closed caption doesn't know what she said, and I'm worried that maybe it was a slur of some sort. <laughs> now you you've watched more episodes than I have. Does at any point does she tell the pro stars to put on their sweaters so they don't catch their death of cold? No, no. Oh, but she oh, she oh. says plenty of other things that are very questionable much like let go of me you evil fanny slapper i mean granny napper <laughs> close caption loves loves when mom is on this because um it said fanny slipper sure yeah and <laughs> here's where we see professor clockwork de la Ronge, the first repeat rogue back from the slug <clears throat> returns and clockwork says without her genius to guide them those jack tars i mean pro stars Will never stop him in his latest and most fiendishly anti sportsman likes team and his most fiendishly anti sportsman likes team yet. <laughs> I had to read that one a couple times when I was when I was uh listening to it and everything. I was like it's got a anti sportsman like plant. No, he's talking about a team, and so that okay, he's gonna have a team. Uh Clockwork flies in to his blimp, he drops mom right on her butt. She starts uh, to deny his abilities, but then changes her tone. She's like, did you say I'm a genius? Again, this is where the flirting back and forth is going. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we cut back to, uh, and people know from previous episodes, uh, mom gives into flattery very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a nice little twist at the end. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Back, back. So I already have improved this one. The neighbor has to be the guy pulling all the strings, <laughs> and Mom and Clockwork fall in love. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, back at Mom's gym, MJ asks Denise to do a digi scan for pertinent information on Delarange. Nowadays, that would be a Google. Yeah, and and he also asks Denise to put a little WD forty on that arm outside the gym. <laughs> that thing creaks like a son of a gun. It does. It does. Yeah. I really I, I really need more backstory on how they got this gym in the first place. Yeah. Um so she finds out he was recently on a TV show. Now this guy's a criminal mastermind who actually escaped from the Pro Stars. How is he just running around willy-nilly like this? I do not know. Uh he is on the Snowdrift show which you know, where is uh cuz it comes back later when Oh, where's the guy's name? They say his name later. I forget. It's something, something, uh, something snowdrift, but he's the host of the show. Uh, so in episode one, something, well, go ahead. Yeah, I forget. Uh, but it's, it's obvious. It's a, it's a sports, it's a winter sports uh, type program. Something very on the nose Mm -hmm. with his name. Yeah. And so in episode one, Clockwork had a beef with baseball. Now he's targeting hockey, uh, or as he calls it, the sport of bumpkins and bean brains that's ruining the youth of North America. 
Uh, Snowdrift does not agree with this. He says the hockey is as wholesome as Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Clockwork can't stand that famed name and declares, that is why I, Clockwork de la Ronge, close captioning says Clockwork Dinner Orange, am going to steal the very vessel that has Mr. Gretzky's name all over it, the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And as always, my plans will go. And then it cuts off. How will his plans go? The only other plan we've ever seen failed. Um, so I'm just going to assume that this one's going to fail as well. Yeah. Meanwhile, Wayne has fainted. <clears throat> yeah, that, that that's a running gag, right? Wayne fainting. Uh, no, him being like uh, him didn't eating a lot. Faint? Yeah, with the haggis, didn't he faint? Hmm. When he that got is, the description is, of the haggis, and in, in well, pretty much everyone of- except for you and your weird food boxes uh, <laughs> of eating would faint at haggis. Yes. By, by the way. Uh, I believe that is what started the trend with sports news shows. Uh, And they've done it ever since. They bring on guests who vehemently hate sports and talk to them and argue with them. That's what you do. It's a trope now. But this is a guy who hates two different sports very specifically. (laughs) I really wish we could have found out eventually, like, what didn't he like about basketball or football? Yeah. Uh, So we cut to Pro Star 1. They're flying along, and Denise checks in with Wayne if he's okay. He says he is, but he still wonders how anyone could threaten the Stanley Cup. I mean, the NBA trophy, maybe. And MJ cuts that shit off quick. <laughs> that was that was a burn. Yeah. That was completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out Mom developed a security system protecting the cup while it's on display at the Great White Winter Games, and he will need her help to pull off this fiendish plan, and thus they can find where Clockwork is hiding her, you know, if they just go up there and, and check around for that. Yeah. Yeah, or they could just wait about 30 years for that all that ice to melt, and then they can just go help themselves to it. <laughs> uh, on Clockwork's blimp, <laughs> um, Mom is yelling at Clockwork, Professor de la Ronge, you rotten fruit. You got a twisted tutu. <laughs> if you think I'm going to help you steal the Stanley Cup, you're a fruitcake. Oh. And folks, that, that, is, is... that is nothing weird from closed caption. That is what she says during this. Yeah, that is... That that's mm. right on the edge. That wouldn't fly today. Mm. Can we talk about Grandma Mom's cage? Yeah, yeah, you, um, we definitely can. Uh, yeah, it's maybe five feet off the ground, and you could easily climb through the bars on this cage. <laughs> like, there's very low security on the on the mom cage. I think it just I think height. The height of the cage is the only deterrent from just yeah. Because she's very she's out. a very short lady, so it probably seems like a very large uh, drop. Yeah, yeah. I actually pressed pause and counted the bars on the cage. There are seven bars on the, on the cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm now look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock drawing her heads a little bit larger, so maybe she couldn't actually fit all the way through. Oh, maybe. Know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. Um. Yeah, so Clockwork tells her to hush up. Either she helps or he uses his eraser guide, his taser diaper, uh, laser, to melt the ice uh, sitting on, sweep it out to sea, and no one will ever see it again. Yeah, again, just wait about 30 years. Yeah, also, again, if they haven't figured out that they both do this weird talking thing where they say the wrong things all the time, they've gotta, it's got to pick up eventually. Especially then when Mom agrees, it's a good argument. 
She tosses in the remote control to the electronic, uh, to the electronic divorce. I mean, force field around the cup. <laughs> and it really doesn't matter because the pro stars are going to stop him. Clockwork then reveals it's not just him, uh, but the Blizzard City Toe Biters. I mean, Frostbiters, a <laughs> hockey team he just bought. They are dirty players who had gotten kicked out of the league. He then jumps out of the blimp with his wings on, and he does. Uh, and as he does. He compliments mom on her hair color. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, the, this is very much a the will they, won't they tension of moonlighting going on the, here. The tension is so thick. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we cut to Snowdrift Schwartz. That's his name. <laughs> he is broadcasting from a helicopter above the area. Pro Stars, they pull up right alongside. This does not seem like a safe move at all. No, it's it's cartoon physics. You know, yeah. you're in a jet going really fast. Uh, you know, cabin pressure is just not a thing. Nope. You can just pop open the latch. You can stand there and speak in a relatively normal tone of voice, and everybody will hear you, even though you're going 500 miles an hour. Exactly. So not only are you very close to this helicopter, Wayne opens up the cockpit. Again, not safe. He <laughs> see he says if anyone is going to get the Stanley Cup, they're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way by winning it out on the ice. Now we fade over to clockwork. He has a jetpack on. I don't see the wings that he had before, but he yells out for the frostbiters to get their rusty skates on the ice. They all line up growling and grunting. And then clockwork flies down the frozen river while they skate behind him. Uh, we cut to Minnie and the pro stars. They are now by the cup. Minnie is reading how many times Wayne's name is on it. And Wayne says it doesn't matter how many times if they can't get mom back. It's game time. Wayne tells Bo and MJ to remember what he taught them, and Bo says, you didn't teach us anything. Wayne Bo doesn't know skating. Yeah. He doesn't know ice hockey. No, uh, but he re- just. Uh, but Wayne responds, just pretend I did and you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Wayne- I, didn't, I didn't catch it, so I didn't know that these were all hockey players that were kicked out of the league on this team. I honestly, because of all the grunting, I thought they were zombies. <laughs> I thought it. these were the dead reanim- reanimated corpses of the dirtiest hockey players in history that had passed on. Okay, we are continuing to make this a better episode with our own uh, punch-ups so far. Yeah. Uh, on this. So uh, the neighbor is the guy pulling the strings. Mom and Clockwork fall in love, and these are zombies instead of just other guys. <laughs> we need to go back and remake this cartoon. No, okay. we don't. No, no, Continue. no, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, Wayne attacks the first guy coming at him, spinning him around, uh, makes a high sticking reference because, of course, he has to talk about hockey stuff. Uh, the bow is on the attack, but Clockwork milks the ice and Bo goes flying off a ramp to avoid it or the ramp comes up out of the I don't I could not tell where that came from. But yeah, yeah, he created a half pipe. Yeah, um, even and though he doesn't laser. know, uh, Bo does not know um, ice. What is it called? Not ice skating, ice Snowboarding. There Snowboarding, we go. Snowboarding, yeah. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think it had been invented yet. So Bo, there's no way Bo could know uh <laughs> snowboarding. Uh Minnie tells Wayneski to watch out and a flying pro bro, aka Bo, is coming at him. Now <laughs> Wayneski is something that mom usually calls him uh every now and then. So it, it's good to see that Minnie uses that term as well. <laughs> uh so then um Denise is there and she says clockwork is not playing fair. Clockwork responds back, fair is for losers, and he's about to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, he lets down the force field, and then Wayne pops up from the snow mound that he that him and Bo crashed into, and he is 
very pissed off. Yeah. What you're doing has nothing to do with winning clockwork. You're stealing clockwork yeah. response and loving every minute of it. <clears throat> yeah. Now, I think, and I don't know if you noticed this, but the area where Wayne's head pops up out of, the snow is yellow. <laughs> I, I think he was somewhere along the line. One of those hockey goons uh, chose to, you know, not only beat him, but humiliate him. And we have, the one thing we see in this episode a lot is that old classic cartoon trope of when you run into a tree that is covered in snow, you get covered in approximately two and a half tons of snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get covered in, a, in an amount of snow that would injure you. But you still can get out of it nice and easily and, and you're fine. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, Clockwork, he grabs a cup, he flies off. He drops it down uh, to his hockey goons because it was getting too heavy, and that's because Minnie is, had snuck inside it earlier. Wayne is outraged that he got away with the cup. MJ runs up alongside and says, and Minnie too. Wayne was not con- concerned about Minnie at this point in time. No. And Clockwork, very proud of himself. He flies off. Don't you love it when everything comes together like brickwork? I, I, I mean, Clockwork. And then we fade to our uh, commercial cliffhanger or the cliffhanger commercial. Uh, They return from their break. Minnie is yelling for help. She's been mini napped. And MJ says it again. It's game time. Again? again, Yeah, he says one one of them said game time earlier. So I think this is MJ's first time saying it. Uh, Clockwork and the Frostbiters, they get on snowmobiles now. And uh, the lead henchman asks what they should do with the kid. Clockwork says, keep her. She may come in handy. Bo flies over with the jetpack that he had from earlier and says, it's time to cut them off at the pass with a pass. And he's got a football. Bo never has a backpack. He is wearing um, shorts, short shorts, and a uh, tank top. I do not know where he keeps finding all this stuff. Uh, But he throws it. The tree hits, kind of what you were just talking about there. And then, boom, this giant mound of snow falls onto uh, and takes out part of the snowmobile convoy. And Bo yells, snow down, instead of touchdown. Okay. Very good. Thank you, Bo, for reminding us about football. Yeah. I think it's at this point that the pro stars now have jetpacks, skis, and one of them has a grappling bat. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. these are Yeah, and these are still some of the tamer things they've had all season. Yeah, which I feel like they could have used. They could have just foregone the hockey game and just gone straight to the grappling bat. Just grab up all your gadgets and just like end this thing. Yeah. It would have been pretty easy. Um, Well, it's a good thing they don't decide to play hockey later on. You know what they were missing? They were missing like uh, something that would, uh, you know, like involve also pro star one. They could combine like a Voltron type thing again. Wow. We are really making this episode even better. Um, Also, it's a good thing that these jetpacks are fully fueled. Yes, yes. Don't They're... know when that happened, but good thing. Yeah, Denise took care of that. Uh, all three <laughs> pro bros land in unison, and Wayne says uh, to use their skis. Press the button, they pop out of their shoes. Sure. Uh, they hit and uh, they hit the ground, and they basically jet ski after clockwork, and they yell out, pro star power. <laughs> clockwork looks back and says, I hope you don't think I ran out of dirty pigs. I mean, Fluffy sticks. Oh, just just watch and you'll see what I mean. Uh, Close caption said, don't watch and you'll see what I mean. So I guess whether we watch or don't watch, we'll see what he means. Yeah, you have no choice. Yeah. 
Uh, he hits a button. It sets off a remote bomb, knocking a giant tree over. Wayne says to speed up. Him and Bo get by. MJ doesn't make it in time. And instead of going under, he'll have to air it out. <laughs> uh, and, you know, he pops up. He flies over this yes. uh, giant tree. He lands on one of the snowmobiles. Yeah. He flies over with that lean forward. Yep. Oh, thing yeah. That, that, uh, Long jumping, long jumping skiers. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about the Olympics guys. Yeah, the thrill of victory, the agony, the feet type look. Yeah, that you get there. Um, yeah. When he lands, he lands on one of the snowmobiles. He tosses the henchman off it and tells Bo to use the grappling hook to catch on. Uh, he guns the snowmobile to give chase. Wayne pushes Bo out of the way because, well, it's the Stanley Cup, so this is kind of his thing. No <laughs> way, Bo can try to say the Stanley Cup. It's got to be no. Wayne. Um, Bo gives his, gives his blessing. MJ though, doesn't really notice. And he takes off fast and he's making a turn. Wayne can't hold off and he flies, he flies off. It looks really super awkward. And he doesn't look like he's going anywhere, but it turns out he goes in the right direction, right over the, uh, the snowmobile that has the cup and mini. Uh, and he just grabs it as they fly, fly by. Well, then, that was easy. Yeah. And then Minnie tells him to use his jet pack, but it's already been depleted again. What? And now they're going down. Oh, come on. Yeah. I guess Denise was busy patching that wall. Now, here's the confusing uh, part. Okay. Well, they're also small jetpacks. Maybe they don't have a lot of fuel. I guess. Uh, suddenly, we see a giant snowball rolling along. Just yeah. The, and, and I do believe it's making noises. No yeah, idea and, what's going on with that. Yeah. And, and again, the trope of giant snowball with hands and feet sticking out of it. Yeah, I, but I'm like, I don't know where the... St- they don't ever show you the snowball start or anything. Oh, no, why would they? And there's this quick clip of it, and then you're like, okay, I guess, whatever. <laughs> um, Clockwork and his henchmen pull up to the cliff, and the snowmobiles sprout ring- wings, and they're able to fly off. Wayne tells Minnie he's sorry uh, as a magnet lowers down, and Clockwork takes her and the cup away, sending Wayne falling to his doom. To make matters worse, Minnie says... She knew playing ice hockey was a big mistake. <laughs> mm. While they fly off, Wayne falls to his impending doom. Uh, but one thing is on his mind, and he yells back, No, Minnie, I know you don't really mean that. Hockey's the world's greatest. And right before <laughs> he hits the ground, Denise swoops in with Pro Star 1 for the save. But then the giant snowball that we saw earlier now has fallen off the cliff, falls down, it lands on Pro Star 1. Denise cannot control ProStar, but Wayne takes the wheel and says, don't worry, Denise, the giant snowballs never stopped me yet. He's kind of making a move on Denise, too. He's kind of leaning mm-hmm. over her mm-hmm. on here, honey. I'll take over. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mom and clockwork, and now you and me. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, MJ and Bo <laughs> show up on, the, on one of the snowmobiles, and Bo says, if you got to crash land, deep powder is the way to go. <laughs> well, Bono Snow. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, he's not wrong at all. Uh, Wayne says, go after Clockwork. To go over Clockwork, they'll need Pro Star 1, which is now buried in the snow. MJ says he'll bring the heat if Bo can bring the lift. Bo picks up the snowmobile over his head, turns around, and MJ fires the jetpacks, quickly melting the snow away. They take off after Clockwork. <clears throat> now, Clockwork lands with Minnie and the cup in his blimp. Minnie pops out of the Stanley Cup, yelling, you're going to be sorry, Shmari, you grabbed me, you big nasty sportsman. <laughs> Clockwork is flattered, but he says she hasn't seen anything yet, and then he tosses her into the cage where Mom is also hanging out at. Again, 
the very large cage because you're able to throw a child into it without actually yeah. opening it up. <clears throat> yeah. Now, hmm. mom is excited to see Minnie, but I can't exactly make out what she says here. I backed it up to listen a couple times. The closed caption says, you, my here, little villain, I am so happy to see you. And oh. I don't think that's what she said, but that's the best I could make out for it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, then she turns to uh, Clockwork and she says, but as for you, Professor Schlockwork, the grapefruit, <laughs> close caption says the great foot. Clockwork corrects her. He goes, de la range. And the mom with probably one of the best lines of the entire series goes, I know you are de la range. You don't need to tell me. That's <clears throat> <laughs> a zinger. I'm going to yeah. give him a, I'm going to, I'm going to rate that a little higher. That was actually a, a little tiny piece of good writing. Yes. That's this whole little back and forth of calling him grapefruit. And then the de la range part was actually very good. I like that. Uh, just then the henchman, his name is Jacques, we finally found out, says, Professor, things aren't all clockwork. The pro stars are coming. <clears throat> clockwork fires a laser at Pro Star 1. It's a direct hit. As it spins out of control, Bo tells Wayne to activate his flying belt. It's Pro Star power time. And suddenly, they're flying right next to Jordan uh, and on the flying snowmobile. Did they just leave Denise to die? Like, is that... like? What, did they yeah. help her out first or like the thing was about to crash and they just took off yeah no she had to get back to the gym there was some a little more uh there was a little more housekeeping to do at the gym i think the mm -hmm. you know <clears throat> the toilet was broken she had to Bo broke the toilet she had to go back and fix that and well the, the the section of drywall she put up to to fill in for his you know his body shape there um it had dried now she could actually do the painting that's probably what it was so she had to go oh back. there you mm -hmm. go yeah a yeah. little bit of caulk, a little bit of painting, fill in those cracks. Like nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. uh, Clockwork has this look of shock as he sees them get super close. So close, in fact, because MJ swoops in through the main door. Uh, he flies through. <laughs> he hooks okay. the cage that Mom and okay. Minnie are on and pulls it away and back out the door. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that blimp, that blimp has just increased in size tremendously. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it's like the TARDIS. It just got way bigger on the inside than it was. That is a great way. That's ago. a great way to explain it. Yes. <laughs> um, also, when he does fly by, the hook cuts the the cage down, but still somehow also wraps around so that it can carry the cage as well. It's it's like a weird thing. Like it 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 seems like it broke whatever it was. Uh, it ripped through whatever was holding it up, yet still tied its way on to it and was able to take it back out the, the main door. Yeah, I don't think that's what <clears> he <throat> meant to do. It just kind of worked out. Yep. And then mom says, thank you, Michael, my boy chick. But what about the Stanley Cup? Okay. Um, so Bo and Wayne, they crash through the side of the blimp. They grab the cup. They fly out the other side, again, making a giant hole. Clockwork screams, they can't do that to him. Bo, time for a reality check clockwork. We just did. Oh, Bo sick knows burn. zingers. Yeah, sick burn. Sick burn. <laughs> By the way, I like that you're throwing in all these Bo knows because he doesn't really use them that much in this episode. No, he doesn't. So I have to do it for yeah. him. He, know, he knows he doesn't know aerodynamics very well, but he does know zingers. I mean, uh, he's got he, he has he has some of these where he says a lot of them. 
Oh it, yeah. Um uh I do believe it is in episode two where he says Bono's bad breath. <laughs> Bono's sailing ships, and that's uh an old ship. Bono's fishing and this one's hooked. Bono's rotten fish, and this one smells like short John. <laughs> Bono's short circuits, but batting practice is a lot more fun. Bono's push-ups is in one of them. So he I mean, he he says these things all the time. It's weird that he really doesn't mention it at all when they give him plenty of uh plenty of time, you know, to go through all of these things. Yeah. Bono Bo is a little bit out of his depth in this mm-hmm. episode, unfortunately. Uh, Wayne's jetpack again runs out of steam. Oh, come on, Denise. I don't know. You one job. But when did she even have time to refill it this time? I guess not. Uh, hole in the wall. Yeah. Uh, Bo does as well. They fall straight down in some big snow. They're quickly surrounded by Clockworks Blimp and the rest of his goons, uh, on snowmobiles. We cut to mom, Minnie and MJ. Mom thanks him from the bottom of her stomach. Her (laughs) little, uh, Manila, I think is what she calls her overall. Manila and her are free. MJ says there's no time to celebrate because Bo and Wayne are about to get the full clockwork treatment. He activates his shoe skates and is off to save the great one. And mom says this should be a great hockey game. <clears throat> now, suddenly, uh, the Frostbiters and Pro Stars are on a hockey rink. Shows up out of nowhere. The Stanley Cup is right in the middle of it. Clockwork is giving his team a great pep talk. Show no mercy. Take no prisoners and write to your parents at least once a month. Yeah, and sweep the leg. Now, okay, <laughs> they're, they're really committed to this idea of playing hockey like gentlemen. And I'm going to be completely honest and transparent with you and tell you that this is the part of the episode where I I was mentally and physically exhausted. Mm-hmm. I I pretty much checked out. I don't know how many minutes were left in the episode. I knew that they were going to win the hockey game and get the cup back. I didn't really <clears> care how they did it. All right, um, well, and I just mentally, I couldn't, I couldn't process the rest of this episode. So you're going to have to just tr- trust me. It it's me. I, I fully understand. <laughs> um, he also says they can't have the Stanley cup. Nobody can. And he has them grab a bunch of explosive pucks. Oh, cup the explosive pucks. Right. Yeah. Now maybe this is because of the great North, winter games were going on, but Marv Albert's there. Uh, he shows up a few times throughout the series. And then his, uh, his announcing co, you know, his co-announcer in like the NBA stuff, Mike Fratello. Sure. He shows up for like the sure. first time this whole time. Yeah. Uh, and they're there. They're going to cover the match between Wayne and the pro stars versus the Frostbiters. Now Wayne already knows these guys got kicked out of the league because they use explosive pucks. So he warned, warned the guys not to let them uh, any of it hit, uh, get through and hit the cup. Clockwork is also introduced and said to be wearing his special power-assisted body armor. Uh, <laughs> the Frostbiters immediately, they fire explosive pucks at the guys, and they deflect them in unison. There's a big explosion. Doesn't get the cup, but it leaves a big hole in the ice rink. Clockwork continues shot orders. Don't let that wishy-washy defense stop you. Uh, Bo slams one of the Frostbiters and sends him flying. And Marv wonders, does Bo know body checking? <laughs> also, by the way, it, yeah. by the way, they're the commentators are com- commentating the game. Mm-hmm. Marv Albert and Mike Fratello. They got the real Marv Albert and Mike Fratello, or is it Bob Fratello? Whatever, whatever his name is. Yes, they, they got these the, are 
They couldn't they get Bo the, or Wayne or Michael to voice their characters, but they got these two guys to do it. They got the real guys. Yeah, and these guys are a great like announcing team when they were announcing together in the NBA. Oh yeah. Uh, they they, I I don't know how they managed to to snag them both up. <laughs> also, everyone is wearing winter gear except for the pro stars. They're still in shorts and tank tops. <clears throat> oh sure. Uh, Wayne and Clockwork they're banging back and forth down the ice towards the cup. Clockwork uses his power-assisted body armor to knock Wayne all the way out the rink. He then does the same to Bo, which is an incredible feat. Uh, finally, MJ takes the air with, uh, as Marv says, an alley-oop 360 axle with a flying twist. Um, <laughs> MJ lands between Clockwork and the Frostbiters, who start to fire more explosive pucks right at him. He deflects, then he turns and he skates off, and they're in hot pursuit. Marv calls him Ice Jordan. Fratello says he's a human tornado on skates. Suddenly, Wayne pops up out of the snow. What am I, chopped liver? <laughs> he then says, now it's time for the pro stars uh, to... Uh, this time the pro stars took a shot of their own. All three guys are skating down. They all shoot pucks for scores. I don't think they were really keeping score on this thing. Plus, none no. of those pucks are exploding pucks, which seems to be uh, would have been helpful if they used them. Uh, Wayne grabs clockwork. MJ grabs Wayne. Bo grabs MJ, and then they go swinging them around and around and around until Wayne lets go, and they send Clockwork flying. And that's when Marv chimes in and goes, and that's why they call Wayne Gretzky the Great One. <laughs> really? That's why? That's, that, that, that's... No, that is why. Uh, Clockwork <laughs> lands in the cup. The cops show up and arrest him. Wayne yeah. asks Minnie what she thought of her first hockey game. She liked it. She wants to learn to play like Wayne. And he says, well, in that case, he puts her on his shoulders. They skate around. It's game time. Yeah. And, and finally, our long national nightmare is over with. And well, the Stanley Cup is safe. It's safe. And then we fade to the, the Q&A portion, which they've skipped a few times recently. So they come back. Uh, one kid asks, Bo, what's your favorite sport? And Bo says, whichever is in season. Yeah, it's cop out. Wayne says baseball, football, golf, tennis, soccer, lacrosse, cricket. Mm. Okay. Now, if I was writing this show, I would make the actual episode about 10 minutes shorter. And I would just mm. have Wayne go through every sport, every sport in the world for like 10 minutes, like bowling, MMA, curling, yeah. Australian rules, football, rugby, <laughs> mm -hmm. figure skating dressage uh horse riding yeah all of them it's he, it, i was just like i don't i was like bo gives this very vague answer and then wayne's just like i'm gonna name everything that i don't do yeah <laughs> uh and he's and he's he's giggling and chuckling and then they follow up with what did you like best in school and wayne says phys ed and he still cannot stop laughing especially when he tries to say and also math mathematics mathematics yeah well they're up in canada mathematics i'm sure is what yeah. they call it and Bo says he likes science. Uh, and that ends episode 12. Yeah. I think Clockwork Boehm, catastrophe. I think Boehm, uh missed a few days in science. I think he missed physics day. Mm -hmm. And I think he missed um, how to avoid hypothermia day. And I think he missed aerodynamics day. Well, those are good because it allowed him to do a whole lot of stuff in this episode. Yeah. Because he, oh, yeah. he didn't have to go by what science is he just sure do what do what he wants uh this is a it's i'm now i'm glad that they brought clockwork back we got they finally get to catch him 
Um, I, I think again, I think if this went longer than, you know, I'm sure he comes back for like a third time and there's some other crazy stuff going on uh, with that. Um, so it's good. So we wrap that up a little bit and uh, folks uh, next week when, uh, when our good friend Derek is on, um, it's a clip show going over the previous episodes. So this was like the last full, like legit episode that was out there before they just did like, let's find out some of our greatest hits type thing. Oh, um, there. Yeah. Uh, Paul, I, I have a few questions. Hopefully you can answer based on, oh, on, I on sure watching can. this. Um, first and foremost, uh, what is your rating for this episode? All right. I have to give mom a point for that brilliant line. And I have to get, I have to give Denise a point for her um, stellar workmanship on that wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I give it two explosive pucks out of 10. Two explosive pucks out of 10. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I am. Uh, I am going to give it. Um, five out of 10. Uh, de la ranged mad villains. <laughs> and you're that's really generous because this episode stunk. Yeah, five five oh. out of ten. Gosh, damn, damn near perfect if you ask me. <laughs> uh, we're gonna stick both of those into the genuine real electro algorithmic total numerical efficiency sorting system, aka the greatness meter, and we get. <laughs> 6.424. Oh, okay. So not the worst that we've seen, not the best. Wow. Ugh. Yeah, it's a it's a step in the, the right direction after last week's 4.489. <laughs> yeah. Um Paul, next question. Who is your MVP? That's EMVP, the episode's most valuable person, and really one of our last potential candidates for the series MVP. Okay. Well, I gave this a great deal of thought. And uh, by a great deal of thought, I mean, I thought about it for like two minutes. Mm. Um, I chose... That's longer than I would have expected. Uh, I think I'm going to give it to Mom. I think Mom had some really good lines in this. And she really... I think she... I think her flirting kind of caught De La Range off guard a bit. I think it, I think it unbalanced him for the rest of the episode. I got to give it to mom. All right. Uh, folks, that is the third overall nomination for mom. Yeah. And I do know on the first nominations, she got beat both of those times. Um, so <laughs> it's good to see that she's back in there. Maybe we can get, uh, maybe she can, can actually win one this time. Uh, and get a shot at being the series MVP, uh, but she's going to have to beat out. Um, I'm, I'm giving a dual a dual vote for mine. Uh, Marv, Albert, and Mike Rotello. Oh, I almost said that. Yeah, they're they're great um, <clears throat> announcing. Plus the the fact that uh, Fratello, yeah, he's not on the other episode, so um, it was a good surprise to see him there as well. And they're they also they're voicing themselves. Yeah, and they have that uh, that great um, ice. Ice Jordan, and uh, that he's uh, like a tornado on skates. Uh, you know what? Can I change my vote? Sure. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. I agree with you. I can't. No, that's you're you're absolutely right. It's not the first time that we've had a uh, a pair of matching uh, MVP people, but uh, you know what, uh, folks? Um, tomorrow there'll be a vote up. You can vote for Marvin Mike or Marvin Mike for the episode's uh, MVP, and then in two weeks I will announce the series MVP. All right, now, uh, Paul, you, uh, the last question I have for you is if MJ and Bo and Wayne are the Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, they're the, they're the Trinity, and, and we've been developing out a Pro Stars Unlimited, so all the rest of them here, uh, who is uh, a person that you think would be great to add to our Pro Star lineup? Okay, I thought about this for a long time like i gave this a real serious amount of thought 45 Uh, seconds worth uh, yeah at least 45 seconds maybe a minute so i went with pro bowler hall of fame one of the greats walter ray williams jr walter way walter ray williams jr yes longest name of our entire thing i'll give you that uh yeah i mean um, we have Pete Weber as well. I think those two could do some fun stuff together. Yeah. I picked uh, Walter Ray because he's just this big dopey looking doughy white guy. Yeah. And he, and you would, you would, you know, maybe a villain would say, what is the deal with this guy? And while his mouth was open during the word guy, you know, Walter Ray would just launch a, a bowling ball into his esophagus. Mm-hmm. And it, it would do some kind of crazy thing too. Cause obviously mom would have it tricked out. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And like, uh, oh, we have Jenny, <laughs> we have Jenny Finch on the team. Um, Ooh. she was the young lady. She would show up and, uh, throw softball pitches against like actual real major league baseball players. See if they could hit it. Nobody ever yeah. could miss. And I think like her and Weber and, and then, uh, Walter Ray Williams, because the softball it's not the size of a bowling ball, but it's bigger. Those three could like team up to do like some crazy like stuff throwing around. Uh, yeah, you know, throwing around all different types of the bowling balls and doing like yeah. crazy curving with it and all this other stuff. So a I, lot I, of projectiles yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to add in uh, on my side. I've, I've been doing my best throughout the series to give us. Uh, as well-rounded a, a crew as possible. Obviously, we get a lot of the major sports doubling up, basketball, football, baseball, and stuff like that. Uh, we've, but we have Jen, uh, Jeanette Lee, the, the Black Widow pool player, um, Pele, the San Diego Chicken, uh, <laughs> sure. Joey Chestnut, all, all these people. And I, one thing that I think we've been missing so far is I'm going to add in Tony Hawk. Um, is you know legendary all-time great skateboarder, and I think that is uh, something that I think this uh, crew really needs is a guy on a skateboard. Um, yeah, no, nineteen ninety-one is prime Tony Hawk too. Yeah, yeah, and I think that continues to really round out the team from a what kind of like different stuff he could do. Um, he could do stunts right along with Evil Knievel. Uh, oh, I like it. Yeah, he also, uh, it's another, like, gadget-wise, it's something different for Mom to do. 
maybe his shoes, like when he presses the button, like not only do the wheels pop out for them to skate along, but also it connects into a skateboard, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can also do snowboarding stuff. Uh, and because you know, he eventually had a video game, so I'm just going to assume he knows how to like do video stuff. So he probably could help with some like the electronics around uh, the gym as well. Like maybe oil yeah. that giant sign out front. Yeah, we, we don't know if Bono's video games. No, but uh, yeah, so uh, Tony Hawk and Walter Ray Williams Jr. Uh, we're going to announce two more people next week, and then we will wrap uh, in the wrap-up episode. We'll go over the full Pro Stars Unlimited lineup. And folks, it is, it's, uh, I actually would watch the show even more if they would have rolled it out with all these extra people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul, Thank you very much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for sitting through. Um, thank you for sitting through <laughs> through Pro Stars. Uh, what do you got? Anything you want to you want to point people uh, in the direction of? Um, by the time you hear this, my podcast should be well on its way to your ear holes. I'm working on a podcast about pirates mm. and pirate history. Are yeah. Ooh, will there be boating forecasts involved with this? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, some historical historical for, boating forecasts. I'm shooting for June or July. We'll see. All right, all right. Uh, excellent, uh, folks. Keep a lookout for uh, Paul. Um, I'll have some links to how you can follow up with him in the show notes because uh, he'll be announcing when the the, the Pro Stars pirate <laughs> pirate history show is available. Also, uh, folks, we only got a couple weeks left of this, but then my uh, my first podcast, the Papa Filmcast, will be back because uh, we'll take a little break. Uh, I gotta like just sit in the shower for a couple months and uh, and get the dirt of Pro Stars off me. <laughs> and in the meanwhile, uh, you can check out Papa Filmcast. You can also check out the Monster Hunters uh on mondays where i'm watching a 50 year old show because a 30 year old cartoon wasn't old enough for me and uh and and that's about it uh, paul yep. you and i are both on the podfix network so go check the podfix network out yep can i can i also add to check out the podfix presents feed because you might hear my voice on there time to time oh perfect yeah i think you you, know, you probably would have heard mine in the past few months as well um little trivia thing that they did over there recently oh yeah <clears throat> back in march you remember how this whole time travel thing works <laughs> uh but uh you know uh folks tune in next week uh, my co-host with the most Derek glasscock will be joining us uh to go over the final cut the clip show episode um and it is a doozy uh but until then uh that was great wasn't it Well, how great was that? Hmm? Hey, big thank you to our guests this week. Please go ahead, look into the show notes. You'll find some links there for their Twitter, Instagrams, uh, emails, you know, whatever's available will be there. Check them out. Check out the shows. Give them some ratings, reviews. It is the least we can do uh, for the generosity of taking the time to come on and watch Pro Stars with us. While you're at it, you can keep up with the show and, and us. We're also on Twitter. How great was that? Instagram at how great was that? Or if you have any notes on the show, maybe something we missed in our deep dive, feel free to email us 
That was great, wasn't it? At gmail.com. We can be found on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, etc. Subscribe today so you don't miss a beat. Uh, come episode like 10 or 11 or so, you if you're not keeping up to speed with this, you'll be completely lost on Pro Stars. If you get a chance while you're there, also please drop a review at any of those outlets. Rate us wherever uh, else you can. Maybe like a Good Pods or Pod Chaser, etc. Spread the word around for this brand new show. It's a good time that we're having here, and we'd love to have more and more people listen. We are a proud member of the Podfix Network. Check out all that they have to offer by going to www.podfixnetwork.com. Follow them on Twitter at Podfix or on Instagram at official underscore Podfix. Finally, our theme music is provided by the Dr. Dre of Kansas himself, Terry Vicroy. Check him out on his regular podcast, Run the Real. So uh, until next week, folks, that was great, wasn't it? <laughs>